Let's see if. Oh. Yeah, we have to see if. You Am can I hear us. in any way audible Are whatsoever? Audible? I need to talk really quietly on this mic and see if you could hear us. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I need to pee, and then I need you to watch me. I need to pee, and then I need you to think of me. I need to pee, I need to pee, I need to pee. Tell me if you can pee with me. I need you to urinate really loud in the house next to mine. I need to hear you through your yard. I need to hear you having pains. I need to pee on you. I need to pee with you. I need you to urinate. I need you to get a turkey baster and stick it in your urethra and put the pee back inside of you. It's Groundhog Day. All right. Well, we can apparently be heard. Okay. So, um, all right. So I can still see, I guess, I don't know, something happened. Maybe I let this computer run down or, or something. I've never, I've never seen a la, uh, an iPad or iMac book trendy thing operate on zero percent. So, hmm. so I'm still able to see all the super chats since before this went down. So cool. I'm just gonna get to those now. So it was 96 thoughts on the TU250X, and then. Cody Howery, before we got knocked off, says 2001 Toyota Camry Automatic or 1983 Ford Ranger Manual Toyota Camry Automatic. Yeah, an 83 Ford Ranger. These are two separate vehicles. One is a light truck and the other is a passenger car. So one can do the job of the other, but not the other. So do you really need an old truck? Yeah, or do you just want to be seen driving an old truck? Yeah, manual doesn't the transmission of a vehicle does not outclass the vehicle the vehicle's job. So if you just need transportation, the answer is 2001 Toyota Camry automatic. Good question. Thank you. So now we move on to 96. Well, uh, we were 95. So is this 96? Uh, yeah. Um, and we'll have to circle back around. Oh, yeah, that to was your, May uh, 6. Is this? Yeah, this is May 27. So, yeah, we'll have to circle back around to your uh, story mm. about being Eddie. Oh, yeah. What is in my eye? But first, let's come. <laughs> but first, let's hold for sound. Welcome to RCR podcast number 96 for real this time we are running off of my laptop because we had a little bit of uh, charging difficulties with Brian's laptop. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, we are going to get to the super chats that were um, in progress when the stream crashed. But first a really quick uh, story about Brian's very busy afternoon. I shuttle hikers. Most of them smell. See the gross thing about hiking is you're doing long range cardiovascular stuff all day and then you get to go to bed without showering. So imagine oh. just being sweaty and the only way 
your only solace is imagine being really sweaty, just standing outside and then taking your sweaty clothes off. Your body's still sweaty, taking your sweaty clothes off and putting putting on dry clothes, but putting on yeah, dirty body but clean clothes and then go to <laughs> sleep in that. And then for five days before you get to take a shower. So eventually, I guess you stop smelling yourself. Well, yeah, it just becomes your but own. Just but you're, you're covered in that layer of like, human slime. Yeah. And some hikers just, they smell infectious. They, yeah. they smell like you get near them and you're like this. Okay. This is what a human really smells like, like in the middle ages and, bef and before when people just didn't shower. This is just what life smelled like. Um, anyway, but this guy didn't smell because he just came out of the hotel. I had to go pick him up, had to, chose to pick him up from uh, a hotel all the way out in Pine Grove, which is 45 minutes away, Jeez. and then drive him to the Cabela's in Hamburg and then pick him up at the Cabela's later in the day and drive him back to his hotel out in Pine Grove. Um, and he left his, normally I say, thank you for flying Eddie Airlines. Make sure you have your phone and wallet and any other peripherals you have on you that you don't want lost. Well, I forgot to say that. And he left his phone in the Sarah. Jeez. So, and he, I, my phone rings like on the way to the coffee shop to write. And it says Cabela's. And I'm like, why is Cabela's calling me? Hi. And he says, Hey, this is Andrew. I, I left my phone in your car and I'm calling from the phone at the desk in the Cabela's. So thankfully they let him use his phone. So he was hiking and this is an interesting way of going about it. He has a YouTube channel himself. He had, turns out we start more. So what do you do? Oh, I do YouTube. I do YouTube too. How many subscribers do you have? And it's a weird thing at the level we're at. When someone says how many subscribers do you enough have? <laughs> yeah i should have said enough yeah but then i said well seven hundred thousand. he's like what he had five thousand but and i said you're not anybody unless you have a million these days so yeah. that was the way i looked at it so serious question why did you take down the oh yeah yeah uh you know some jokes don't land anymore and there's bad optics yeah. so good question um do you have anything that i can like vent my computer with yes like place underneath because it's big mad for whatever reason um yes uh this is very much a uh a podcast that is happening because it's it's been a hot minute emphasis on hot because it suddenly got hot in pennsylvania and yeah it's something that is uh, taking a little getting used to. So yeah, um, man, my computer is really angry about all of this load. It's not used to a load like this, but yeah. Uh, is this bigger than your laptop? just just so there we go but yeah thank you this is <laughs> it's on like a it's on like a, a deep dish pizza tray um actually hopefully air gets at it from all angles now hopefully yeah it already um, sounds like it's calming down a little as it continues to 
Um, anyway, yeah. you were, uh, uh, so he left his phone. He was hiking in an interesting way. He had the iPhone not, he had iPhone nine, uh, hero nine, hero which nine. was like, Ooh, this thing. Um, um, but he was hiking with a burner phone and an iPod touch, two different devices, one for internet and one for phone, huh. which is an interesting way of going about it because I see a lot of people, their phones get fucked on the AT. Yeah. You know, you drop it on a rock in mud. Um, but I said, see a surprising amount of people hiking with no case on their phone, which even blows my mind further. Yeah. It's like how well, I got Apple care. Yeah. But there's no Apple stores around here. Nope. No. The closest one is probably like King of Prussia. <laughs> uh, if I, yeah, there's one in KOP and there's one, but to your point, yeah, the other one is Lehigh Valley mall. So Allentown and it's oh, still an right, hour yeah. away by car. Which is yeah no just don't and KOP is about an hour so yeah. yeah so don't depend on there being an Apple store anywhere no that's so like depending yeah on he has just a burner phone and then an iPod Touch for which yeah that makes sense because you can have your phone turned off and you only need it for emergencies and also he had a flip phone which doesn't use battery a lot of battery it just stays charged yeah if you don't and the, the flip phone they don't weigh much so it. Interesting. I think if I hiked, I still would be hiking with a phone and just a big battery pack, mm. um, which I know is more weight. But again, I would keep my phone in airplane mode because then it's it's not using its it's not putting out power to its little internal antenna uh, to try to grab a signal. So yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so he had his ipod touch or just whatever ipod do they even sell ipods now uh i want to say they do but like because <laughs> all it all an ipod is these days is just an iphone without the phone exactly it's and just a device there's not a whole lot going on there you know but no. ultimately i think uh with those types of devices um because everything is supposed to be integrated now into an all-in-one device. And so they don't really think of it as something that people necessarily need. Yeah. Um, and if he had an iPod, he could also have got Google Voice, which just you can use that with a computer. You can use that with any device. It doesn't have to be a phone. Yeah. And it's still a phone number attached, and you can at least text people. Mm. Actually, I think you still – I think I, you can do voice over IP calls. Probably Because I can do them from – yeah, I can do – I can I can put on my headset and call somebody through my computer. So yeah, with with Google Voice. So anyway, so I met back up with him. He thankfully had his iPod touch and an email address so we could communicate that way. He was at the combination Long John Silver's Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Picked them up there, drove them all the way back and uh, he had questions about, well, how do I take my YouTube channel to the next level? And my answer is just make videos you want to watch and learn how to use an editing program. Yeah. And don't attempt to garner followers. Just focus on making good stuff. Yeah. And then the rest will follow. If you try to, like, mime being popular, you're just going to look like a chode. Mm. But if he already was at 5,000 subscribers, that's, I remember what we were at when we met Tim Strickler for the first time. And that's where we were at when you came on at 5,000. Yeah. So, but I told him like the first 5,000, first five to 10,000 is super tough. Yeah. Because the algorithm's not working in your favor and no one knows who you are. I think that the, the, the biggest hurdle is the first 10, the first hundo. Yeah. That's a big milestone and after that it starts to snowball yeah um 
but even that i think took like a year well from the point where like the first video that started popping off because you were doing this for a while is just like shits and giggles yeah and then you know it ends up being a thing that snowballs once you get the right like person to give you a shout out i guess which is like the jalopnik jalopnik and farah yeah. yeah i i can't that thing was huge yeah and then getting out there and big reddit. and reddit as well anyway so so that was my morning it was just a whole lot to driving in the sarah the sarah is making a ticking sound it has an engine tick um it doesn't do it at idle and it only does it under load and it's loudest between 2000 and 4000 rpm hmm. in that range it's tick and it's kind of a that's me the engine going and then as you rev it's probably still making the tick but now it's so high pitched the human ear can't hear it and you can only really hear from inside the car when you pass by when you have the window down and pass by a parked car hmm. or you know some row homes or a flat surface that the sound can bounce off of and come back to you and you can hear it because it's kind of frustrating you can't really find it because if you're just revving the engine and standing outside or someone's revving the engine you're standing outside well actually yeah it's mechanical throttle so you can rev the engine from the throttle from the throttle body yeah, yeah if you just sit there and rev it you can't, it doesn't tick so the, the engine has to be doing work for it to make this sound yeah so worst case scenario it's uncle rodney which means like a spun rod bearing which means engine comes out <laughs> and that i'm staring down the barrel barrel of like a two thousand dollar repair <laughs> um not terrible and i'm, I'm gonna do it because I can't dream, I would never dream selling this car on with any sort of problems. Yeah. Because I have a stock manual Toyota Sarah. <laughs> Is there anyone else in the country who has one like now? A Sarah that a manual Sarah that hasn't even been fucked with. It doesn't even have the extra grounding wires in the engine bay. Yeah. Um, so I will pay Bruce to whatever, whatever he, whatever it is, fix it. Yeah. Um it doesn't feel down on power. Uh, I didn't even notice it driving on the way home because I'm not I'm driving next to anything. I'm just on the highway. Um, yeah. So, oh, and to the uh, teaser of this originally was called clogged weed vape or actually just clogged vape, but it was a clogged weed vape. So my vape clogged uh, when we had a cold snap like a little, like two or three weeks ago, I got a little chilly. Yeah. Um, but it was enough that my vape clogged and I'm like, I go to like, I'm going to have a nice get high moment tonight. I'm going to eat some cookies and play video games and masturbate. Mm. And so, <laughs> so my vape was clogged. You know, you could, you could it's, it's nothing coming out of it. It's one of those vapes that doesn't have a button on it. It just turns on when you pull on it. So they say, oh, the, the resin or whatever is in there just clogged a little bit. So I put it in a bowl of rice, bowl of hot cooked rice, <laughs> and that worked. It did unclog, but when I pulled on it, that little like solidified globule in the mouthpiece, yeah, boom, swallowed that. Ooh. And I'm like, hmm, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess. It, and then yeah. I had my normal up and down, you know, 
ascend and descend normally that you can um, the thing about this is that you can put it you can almost time it it's an hour up it's it's a half an hour up and a half an hour down yeah. good and then it goes back up again i'm like <laughs> uh oh I, this is turning to 11 hydroxy metabolite oh that stuff actually does it hits your liver uh oh, oh. here we go so i'm like well I don't know if I can go to bed. I may think too much. So I was there talking to Jess McAndrew and a bunch of other people. Uh, Frederick Knudsen's like, hey, I, I'm like freaking high right now. Yeah. I, I I ate a globule of weed vape. So tell me anything. Just talk to me. <laughs> and like normally I can just ride it out by listening to like music. And I'm glad I got really, really high that one time out in uh, Mammoth with you know, Eric Pedersen didn't do anything, but shout out to him. He had a sit with me. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm like, okay, I've been down this road before. And it's just like that Rogan bit. Everybody thinks they're going to die. No one ever does. Yeah. You think you do. You think you will, but you won't. So I'm like, I just got to ride these roller coasters out. So I'm like coming back in and out of it. What happens when you ingest it? So eventually it's like, this isn't, I just got to go to bed and remember that everything's functioning fine. Just go to bed and like, listen to some Alan Watts or something like that. So I went to bed and I woke up feeling fantastic, which is the sort of weird thing about when you ingest cannabis, you have the opposite of a hangover the next day. You're like, you know, everything's all right. Everything's just kind of cool. All yeah. right. All right, today's going to be a pretty good day. Place. And I just went about my day and like everything just sort of flowed. But I haven't gotten high since then. That was like two weeks ago because like I don't need this in a while because who knows what's up with that pen now? It's yeah. Is, is it going to be clogged forever now? Um, am I going to like pull on it and actually catch another glob coming out of this thing? I don't know. So That's why I can't do it. Like I can't do it, even though like I could get a medical marijuana prescription for my anxiety. It's like I don't think it would help. I think it would just make it worse mm -hmm. somehow. I just I don't know. All it does, I mean, you can intellectualize your way through it. All you're doing is, even though this isn't really what's happening, it's kind of what's happening. Is you're just cranking up your serotonin and dopamine levels, mm -hmm. and it's just so everything everything is pleasurable. But sometimes it confuses you because why is this so engaging? <laughs> what and how long have i been peeing and why am i enjoying it so much um what works for me is just having a playlist and goes i'm gonna listen to music now and it's gonna sound really amazing and it does hmm. I just close my eyes and just kind of go with the music and that's an hour and then i'm like then i have like these joey diaz thoughts like red velvet cookies you fucking kidding me <laughs> hell yes son you don't even know and yeah. i just eat i just eat cookies and have dinner and it tastes amazing and then like an hour later it's like oh that was fun yeah my uh, uh the webcam does a little glitchy thing so your eyes are not deceiving you i blame my laptop which is not used to we're probably not used to handling this load um which is also what she said so mm. um we are just gonna roll with it it's yeah. just gonna look like we're being hacked whatever yeah. you know we live in a society uh but yeah for the most part um so basically i don't know like 
weed has always been strange in the sense that um, edibles work well for me. But the really? actual smoking. The, I'm the exact opposite. I'm mm. not. I don't need to be high that long. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really last that long for me. Well, I mean, I've only done it a couple times. But what, um, was, the, uh, what was the milligram for edible? Oh, I don't know offhand. Uh, but yeah, something uh, I don't even know. I just felt like I remember describing it as like my eyes were two sugar cubes in a cup of hot coffee. Nice. Like it just had that nice feeling. I didn't get hungry or anything. I was just kind of like, huh. And then time just like kept going and I was sitting there letting it pass. Huh. So yeah. You weren't doing anything? Nope. And I lost track of time in the not doing. What, were you just like sitting? Yeah, I was just sitting with friends. Oh, and okay. it was a while before they. I realized like I hadn't said anything. And it had been like over an hour. And I had just oh. been sitting there just. Uh, <laughs> it's just nice. But I mean, I think in the grand scheme of things, because in some respects, like my anxiety has gotten worse and in other areas it's improved. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not necessarily at a point where I feel like it's something I can conquer right now. Well, I mean, it's not something you conquer. It's something you live with and then mm -hmm. you do a little bit better each time that you encounter it. So, yeah, I mean, like I've had uh, panic attacks in like the past like week and a half that oh, I've been able man. to kind of like talk myself down from. Mm -hmm. which I used to not be able to do. Uh -huh. I would sort of like literally call a number on a phone and just like, just talk me through this. I'm dying. I'm not literally dying, but you know, it is, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. So yeah, but, hmm. Oh, so in my neighborhood, we have like this rent, we have fuel thieves. It, really? That's happening. Yeah. Oh, great. Apparently they're going around to cars and siphoning fuel. And I'm thinking like, first of all, this is a main drag. How are they getting away with this without being seen? Especially because the police are fairly militant about, uh, you know, uh, like just everything from parking violations to minor, like moving violations. Yeah. And so I'm like, how are they missing this? How could you miss this? This isn't something that you can do subtly or fast, I would imagine. Um, also, because the area is slowly being gentrified into a more high-class community mm -hmm. uh, or expensive community, I guess, yeah. would be the right term. Um, some of these are cars that they need to break into to open the gas door, you know, the little fuel yeah. thing. and in order to get at the fuel tank. And so it's just this strange, you know, sort of situation of, of all the things to be happening right now. Like why, you know, it's, it's why there wasn't a this? gas shortage. There was just a There's, few people freaking out in communities around that aren't here. Like nothing yeah. happened here. Like, I don't, I don't get it at all. Like, especially the gas shortage thing. It's like the chicken wing shortage. Did you read about the chicken wing shortage? No, I didn't. There read is it. no chicken wing shortage. Okay. I, it's, but they're saying that there is, but literally I could go like fill a bathtub full of chicken wings if I wanted, but I don't want to fill a bathtub with chicken wings, but we live in an area where I believe people just take his gospel, everything that's on Facebook and go and hoard 
things. Although, like, I say that and I haven't seen a single line for gas. No. Whereas, like, I'm seeing photos on social media of, like, people freaking out and, like, there's a line for gas and it looks like it's 1974 all yeah. over again. It's like, no, just miss me with that. So, yeah. Mm. It's just, ugh. And then, of all things to see Did in my your car get? No. No. It was, who's gonna <laughs> but the what's funny is i ended up seeing like a mustang mach e parked like right uh, next to mine yeah same color and everything wow well or close to the same yeah. color it was darker but it's kind of hilarious in that you know it's so far afield of what a mustang is yeah that like just from appearance it's like an suv and yeah i mean i just don't I get why you make it. I don't get why you call it a Mustang, but gotta sell it to the guys. Yeah, it, uh, it, it. I guess they needed a badge. I'm more interested right now in in the the F one fifty E that yeah. that electric pickup. Mm. That is something. That's on something I want to drive. Yeah. Yeah, like that Ford with the electric windmill in it, right? Especially because we now have access to yeah. a charging station yeah. that's fairly local. Yeah. That isn't, you know, well, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's everything that happened today. Already, I've got Mitsubishi Delica on my brain. Like, I just got this, Sarah. And then I, <laughs> and then I went to the M4 Motors because they had a car meet. They had a cars and coffee there. Uh I've still never met Muller, just met Josh. Hmm. Um, for people listening, Muller is like this. I don't want to call him. He's like a rich guy. He, he is. He's doing well for himself. He owns a rail yard. He owns uh, like jewelry stores. And then he bought a car dealership to have fun with. Like this is sort of the thing that I'd do if I had, you know, a Scrooge McDuck vault. And, <laughs> And just have a dealership that doesn't really have to be profitable, but to just have it to fuck around in. Yeah. So he bought Kutztown's old dealership. It's called M Ford Motors. It's open now more than it was before. And they're starting to actually sell regular cars, just not boutique cars. Hmm. But they had a DeLorean there. They have a Diablo there. They wow. have a, um, oh, the uh, the Magnum PI Ferrari. Was that G 308 GT or something like that? There's one of them there. There's a GLHS there, and but there's a bunch of stuff that has don't want to sell at prices. So it's kind of part of his collection, but they all 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 for sale if you want to give him his price. And now he bought a tank. So there's like a scout tank with a cannon <laughs> that supposedly it will fire. <laughs> I don't know. It's in it's in so I was talking to Josh, like, can we uh can we film this? And he's like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Yeah. I'm like, can we drive it around? He said, Well. You can drive it around the back lot because that's mostly gravel. But if you drive it anywhere else, it tears up the macadam. Ooh. We found that out. I <laughs> so, believe it. So it's there. I mean, they had kids like they unlocked the hatch and kids were like <laughs> climbing into the tank. Of course, that's like a dream thing for a kid to climb. Well, yeah. the tank. Kids, you know, they're all about that, like crazy big tanks and trucks and everything. That yeah. They can, like, and an adult says, like, you could play around it. <gasps> That's how the kids were. And like the fathers were all, I have that yeah. thing, like, you're going to hurt yourself. I mean, clearly this thing is made to kill yeah. other vehicles and people. 
it has a machine gun on the top, a machine gun in the front, and then the like the cannon in the cannon in the middle. And the the, the assurance that a young child has around the tank, yeah, of opening the hatch and climbing in without knowing where to put his hands or what does what, he automatically thinks, I got this. <laughs> I've been dreaming of this my entire life. Hand goes here, here's, I'm just sliding right down into it. It's like, let me help you. And no, I will, I, me yeah. going to, I got this. Yeah. That's how my nephew oh. was the first time he did go-karts. Yeah. Like, actually, no, it was more, well, he was like nervous at first. And then once he got into the racer itself, you know, it was just like, I'm, I can do this. Yeah. I'm ready for this. And so, yeah. Um, but the, it's, it's just something where I think there is, uh, we live in the, um, oh, the Dunning Kruger society where everyone thinks they know better than the people who know how to do the thing. Yeah. So it, it's very nice to kind of, um, see that that sort of, well, I don't know if it's nice to see it, but it's funny to see it sort of living on in kids yeah. of just where, you know, oh, I can do this thing and yeah. just leave it to me. Just trust me. I can do, I got this. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about tanks. It just seems like the type of thing you'd pull a Mr. Burns and like get flight of the Valkyries or yeah. ride of the Valkyries playing. But yeah. Uh, I remember that tank that was at the museum in New Zealand that, you could turn the turret with one hand on a crank Damn. and that the gear reduction was just so much that one hand turned the entire turret like back forth, back forth, back forth. And I wonder if that thing does the same thing. I don't know. So that's something I want to try to make happen is a tank that actually driving a tank. We had the little Bren gun carrier in New Zealand, which was neat. We had the tank that did start up, but couldn't move because the transmission didn't work. But uh, to have an actual one, even if it's just around a little parking lot to say you did it, yeah. that would be super cool. Um, it's probably loud as all hell. Um, so uh, there is a repeated question from the live chat that I wanted to address real quick. Good afternoon, Mr. Regular. Has Captain International discussed with you his thoughts on the provision of electric vehicle charging infrastructure for his property portfolio? No. Mm. I mean, he, he lives in Jersey, so I don't know. Oh, Greg International. Greg International, yeah. Oh, he doesn't own any electric cars. And so I'll bet their thought never crossed his mind. Probably not. So mm. Mm? we could bring in the leaf tomorrow. It's going to rain on. Tomorrow's the first day in a long time. Cause we have, we're, we're almost out of cars or we're at this perpetual. We only have like a week or two ahead. So yeah. every weekend we got a film, um, to have something lined up. So we got a film tomorrow and it's going to rain all day. So yeah. we're filming and eh, we'll spoil it. Yeah, it's, it's a Nissan leaf and, but I've never driven a leaf before. So I think who had one Isaac Bloomfield. He had a leaf, like a JDM leaf too, and uh, he liked it. Uh, but we know, I, I think maybe he picked me up in it when we went for a ride. I remember I was in Andrew's BMW i3 a lot, which 
Yeah. Yeah. And the leaf didn't have the leaf had the range, but it couldn't climb the Rumataka Pass because it would just drain its battery trying to climb over the mountain. So I think he just drove it from like Lower Hut into Wellington and then like back again. That's the only place like his leaf went. Hmm. Um, anyway, because I guess electric cars are great in New Zealand because there's a lot of hills and they can just motor up the hills really nice. But at the same time, like you'd have to like by the time you get to where you're going, you have to charge it up again. Because, you know, even though, yeah, you're making a little bit up on the back end as you go back over the mountain, it's not the same. You yeah. just, it's not like just cruising on flats. And there's always, yeah, that's the thing about New Zealand. There's always acceleration, deceleration, acceleration, deceleration, back roads. So it's kind of hard to drive calmly, like lazily there. Because I guess once you get out into the Wairapa, it's, it's flatter. But still, everybody drives really fast. So, because <laughs> like, oh, there's eh, there's cops and then there's cops and there's not much. Yeah. Um, anywho, I guess we could get to some super chance. Let's do it. Von Waffensburg. Uh, thank you for your donation. My girl at the massage parlor was off today. Okay. Here's some of her tip money since I love you guys. Well, thank you, Von Waffensburg. Refresh. Mm -mm -mm. Deference to Dusk with a generous donation. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I haven't caught a podcast in a while. So sorry if you've been asked this before. How do you feel about Harley making an ADV? An adventure? Oh, adventure bike? And BMW making a cruiser. Well, BMW has always made cruisers. They just don't really market them that well. Do you remember um, Tomorrow Never Dies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the motorbike scene. That was a BMW cruiser. Oh, I mean, it was a it was it was still a boxer engine, but it was definitely a cruiser. So, so they've been doing that for at least since the nine. Well, over in that BMW has always made cruisers. It's just they were boxer engines. Going all the way back to the 70s. I mean, motorcycle diaries. That not the motorcycle diaries. Then in the art of motorcycle maintenance. That was just a cruiser BMW. So that's fine. Unless BMW's attempting to make a V-twin. Is that what they're doing? I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll probably just be like a Ducati cruiser, the equivalent of, but you know, you know, less humorous. Um, that's a bad stereotype. Yeah, BMW makes fun bikes. I and so Harley, Harley making an adventure bike. They, uh, do you want something to put that on? Uh, in theory, yes, but actually I figured out a solution and it's this there. Yeah. Cause I don't really need a, it's just to monitor the thing, but I could do that with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really thinking. Um, yeah, sorry. It's my phone. I keep dropping my phone because I'm so used to looking at the chat through the phone and I'm forgetting that we're literally using my laptop, hence all the glitching, because my laptop's not used to having like a webcam set up to it, mm -hmm. along with like two microphones. And so now it's all like, oh my God, what the, what the, yeah. blah, blah, because technology, you know, people are losing their minds with oh, technology. God. It's like that guy at the coffee shop who ended up being super cool, but one of his lines was like, I love like writing down people's lines that, that I hear in real life and then trying to, 
take their picture slyly yeah. and uh, just write down the what they say. But I can't post it because I uh, that's a dick move and I'm a public figure. But anyway, what he said was, well, I got an iPhone now so I can read the menu. It'll probably be broken in a week. <laughs> oh, all right. So what was I talking about? Something. Oh, adventure bike. Harley making an adventure bike searching for the market share and they want something with a nice margin on it and if they can't do that with cruisers that's all that's left yep that's it so they're trying to find a well to jump into good luck to them i mean farah has one of them bikes right now he says he likes it uh von waffensburg again says thoughts on crypto Eey. it's worth it's worth something if you believe it is yeah that's it it's a, it's a secure it's a security without a product. Well, it isn't just dollar bills? Yes, but uh, our money is backed by a fairly substantial military, and also many 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 years and generations of confidence in the American dollar. Yeah, you know there is a difference between like if I made a currency tomorrow. You know, you can. which you can do. It's like, okay, but there is no history with this thing. There is no, you know, official backing of any substantial kind. And but it could go up. Yeah, it's you or yeah, it's it it has worth because people say it has worth until it doesn't. Yeah, like muscle cars, they were a million dollars, weren't they? Two thousand and six, <laughs> people were paying a million dollars for Hemi Cudas. Well, are they doing that now? Nope. nope. They're not worth much anymore. Yeah, there was a comment in the regular chat about like people are now complaining about the cost of cars. Whereas I don't know that they're appreciably more expensive now than they were before. Other than that, the inflation makes the value of the price like $21,000 or $24,000 today is probably like a tighter squeeze than in 1995, depending on the economy. Uh, adjusted for inflation? Yeah, no. or probably not. But no. see, I don't know math. This is why I shouldn't talk numbers. But I think, you know, cars essentially cost what they did. It's just, you know, a different sort of value, numerical value on the mm -hmm. how far a dollar goes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Money, crypto, yeah. things. Kentucky, something Kentucky Productions. Thank you for your donation. My opinion on the 1970 Chevelle SS. Well, makes a big thing. That's how they really used to do it. Yeah, buddy. You go, 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 get so you can't even put the big gulp anymore. You hear they're banning fun in California? <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. No one wants to work. Man, I tell, I tell you, you really, you all you had to do was say hi to a girl and then you'd go dancing. <laughs> Buy an old car, you will attract every one of those men. I hope you like them. They all smell bad. <laughs> and that's my thoughts on a Chevelle SS. 
They all have somewhere to be that is typically. I got to get going soon and I'll talk to you for another 40 minutes. Yeah. But wherever it is, it's alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You know, people. Uh, just got some garage. What is this? Just got some garage. That's got yeah. some grange. Oh, just just some garage. Oh, where did I get God out of that? I put an extra word in there. Having driven quite a few very different vehicles, do you enjoy the modified cars people did themselves or the more interesting factory rare cars? Okay. A factory modified car still has to meet safety regulations so there's not the adrenaline there we recently drove a factory modified car and sorry me yeah yeah that's me up there <laughs> i was just yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much an alfred hitchcock walking into the silhouette type nice. thing but not fat it's like <laughs> yeah noir dang <laughs> is it this one no no it's not yeah, it's what's what's causing that up there is the light coming off perfectly <laughs> from uh, appropriately enough uh, the little silver. Man, it's getting worse, isn't it? It's right in my eye. <laughs> anyway, I got to go take care of that. And meanwhile, I'll make shadow puppets. Let's see. Uh, uh, Tom's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah. <laughs> uh, having driven, do you want, yeah, factory modified cars are better because oh, they're scarier. A factory modified, no, I mean individually modified cars are better, better because they could be really crappy. You don't know how this is going to go because one of the best cars was the Turbo LS swapped Winnebago. Can't get more scary than that. That was fun. Junkhead86. Thank you for your donation. My first car was a Fox Body. Cool. My favorite beers is Coors Banquet. Uh-oh. After years of following this channel, I now drive a Honda Civic Si. I mean, both of those are fun cars. One is going to get a lot better mileage. And... Favorite beer is Coors Banquet. I've literally never heard of Coors Banquet. Yeah, it's... Maybe I've been out of the game too long. You know how Coors is... Coors Banquet is pretty much regular Coors, but you never see regular Coors because it's always Coors Light. No. Yeah. So Coors Banquet is kind of like, I guess, a Yingling Premium. Yeah. Or yingling golden pilsner or something like that it's a very beery beer that tastes just like beer and it's a regular beer trying to be fancy it's like what paps blue ribbon was originally tried to be fancy ah. and then it became dirty and then it became a hipster beer and now no one cares anymore you win one award and it becomes your whole entire identity yeah so Congratulations on the Honda Civic Si. Ryan asks with a uh, generous donation. 
Some Long John Silver's money. Wait. Some Long John Silver's money. Have a good day, all. Shaka bra. Well, thank you, thank <laughs> nice. you, Ryan. I, I am, I am flattered that you want to give me Long John Silver's money. Thank I've you. literally never eaten at a Long John Silver's in yeah. my life. It's very thick. I believe Th there it. used to be. Actually, I think it's still there by the Crisona Mall. A Long John Silver's A and W root beer like huh. combo store. Those still, I've run into a few of those. It's just a burger, but everything inside smells like fish because the Long John Silvers will overpower any combo it's it's in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Long John Silvers, like little hush puppy things are pretty good. Everything else is, uh, it's not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, with Long John, I remember this from many, many years ago. There was a, a sort of a Today Show bit about like the most unhealthy yep. fast food meals you get. Yep. And the winner was a Long John Silver, like their fried fish fry. Yeah. It was like basically you're, this is murder. And yeah. then the best one was like the grilled chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Things. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it all tastes like fish and chicken at the same time. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> Probably. El Zico, thank you for your donation. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Thoughts on Mazda killing off the CX-3 and Mazda 6? You know, they could kill them off and I wouldn't notice. Yeah. They just sort of, it's, it's the automotive equivalent of days of our lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come and go. And I, I think we were talking about that. Like it was still going on. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was you or something. I don't know. That is a good uh, comparison because they did purge a lot of soap operas, but it was soap operas that all sort of like blended together for yeah. people other than the hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's strange because it's part of, I, th I think they're forgotten in the midst of Mazda's so sort of homogeneity of their yeah. like products because, uh, you know, it's just you get, to a certain point where you're manufacturing things that are just all sort of analogous to one another with no real meaningful variation outside of the specialty marks mm -hmm. or models, you know, but I mean, I'm sure I don't doubt for one second, there are people who will miss those things to death. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> Andrew Palmer says it's been a hot minute since I caught a live show. Just changed my first set of tires on the Ninja 400. It's my first bike. Uh, remind me of your GS650F review. Thoughts on an R7? Um, Yamaha R7. Why are they making it? W what? Is it supposed to be a mid-tier bike between the, the 650 and the 1000? Uh, or the 750? So now they're making an R7. Or is it just the 750 and they say it's an R7? Yeah. I think it, I think they're trying to make every bike an R bike so they can charge an extra grand for it. I, I, I think it's silly. But again, that's just me going, they didn't do that. I don't know why you got changed out. What do you mean I need a new username and password? I just made one. They need a, pretty soon they're going to have you just walk into your house. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> So yeah, Yamaha do what they do. Yeah, man, they're gonna do what they do. I'm sure it's gonna be a fun bike. Thank you, Andrew. 
Rock and roll. Uh, drop kick suplex. Nice. Uh, thank you for your donation. Thank you. I was talking to my nephew. I'm going to surprise him with a first car. Okay. We talk about colors. He says, well, I used to want a red car, but no car is red enough. I'm very proud of him. I'm going to wrap him a red ass car. He says, I used to want a red car, but no car is red enough for me. Oh, yeah. okay. It's like, you know, because now he has it in his mind of the type of red he wants. But he wants all the red. Yeah. You think you want, see, I know what he's talking about. He wants candy red. He wants like Ferrari bright red. Now, there's a reason manufacturers really don't do that sort of bright red is because the more the color pops, the more it shows dirt. Mm. So, and it's a really bright, uniform, mono color. Any imperfection will be highlighted. That's why a metallic coat or something with flake, a little bit of action in it, um, looks looks good from five feet. Actually, the closer you can get to it before you notice where the dirt is, you know, the more dazzling the paint is or the more action goes on in there, like really metal flake stuff will look amazing, like almost up close until you can see where the dirt is. Yeah. We're talking about that's why bus seats are have that sort of design on it. That's why hotel carpets look the way they do. Mm. It's so like blotches and stuff fade into all the crazy stuff that's going on in there. And that's why metallic paints help. And also they shine, they'll, they'll, the, but the little metallic paint, they'll shine through a layer of pollen, especially now when cars are just no. covered with pollen all yeah. the time. Um, whereas flat colors, flat candy colors look fantastic when they're clean. And by the end of the day, you, you see all the little uh, specks of pollen and tree pee and sap <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. But if you wrap a car, they're easy to clean. Carl Levine, thank you for your donation. Come to Massachusetts sometime. It's legal here. Again, the Massachusetts question. It's hard to film there. Plus, use cars and coffee the first Sunday of the month. See, over in New Hampshire. Yeah, see, even the people in Massachusetts are like, you got to go to New Hampshire or, or um, um, Vermont. I had this feeling, and I was talking to Tony Airlines about it, um, how... We went to this right-hand drive car show, and there were three Sarahs there, so I like talking to those guys. But like, we're sitting on like a picnic table, and like, we weren't looking at cars because one, it's nice and shade. There's shade here, and it's nice here, and I'm spoiled, and maybe I spoiled Tony a bit too because if I want a nice car, I just schedule it and then we can dr go drive it. The idea of going to a car show and I just get to look at things. I don't even get to sit in it. Mm. I'm bored. This yeah. is dumb. So I'm kind of, I don't care about car shows. Sort of a weird thing after doing RCR for seven years. I don't, I don't feel like going to a car show. I mean, I can look at, because also if I'm noticed, then I have to be nice. And I'm like, Gotta say nice things about your Miata. That's just like all the other Miatas, and you bought a Miata to a car show. Great. <laughs> and what'd you do with it? Momo steering wheel. Oh. Adventurous, aren't you? Oh, oh coilovers on a Miata. I've never seen that before. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you import a R32 Skyline. Yeah. Right. Oh, you have stickers in your Instagram, you know, handle on it. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of Corvettes and here's some Honda Civics. Oh, straight pike Honda Civic. Yeah, I can hear you from the next area code. Okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, some music playing, hot dogs and stuff. I kind of just have a nice nap here at the car show. I don't know. What do you like here? I don't know. How about I'm just going to sleep? Yeah, go ahead and take a picture with me. I guess we, uh, you want to see if anything new showed up? Okay. We got 289 or 302. All right. Here's a good engine. Roller motor or solid? Both good. Six does one half of the other. You can clean the brake dust or not. It's not like it's hurting anything. I guess it's about... Well, how much ground clearance do you have before you put that exhaust on there? Well, that's cool. I guess some of them did come with a roll bar. A little strut tower brace. That's how they came. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Gretchen Little asks, uh, ate a cookie a couple of years ago and woke up next morning in the best mood. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I agree as well. Not a fine way to spend the, the next day. Rafael Varga with Euros saying, I got a ticket for parking on the sidewalk at 2 a.m. Hmm. Well, like, were you standing there, or did you, like, leave? <laughs> were you just, like, running in for a second yeah. to get something? Maybe that's, I guess, I don't know if that's, like, a thing in, like, European countries you can just do if your car is small. Smaller. Very unique. Difference to Dusk. That was a familiar name. Since you've got a short lineup of cars, if I rode my motorcycle from Seattle, would that help? Please don't ride your motorcycle cross country from me. Uh, I, I would not. I would feel very guilty and sad that I asked somebody to do that sort of thing. For me, I have low self-esteem, so I don't want someone to go out of their way like that for me. I feel like I don't deserve that sort of personal thing. And I know when I say that, People will then want to do it more, but um, and also like motorcycle reviews are going to go on this channel, uh, not the main one. The main one will be just cars now um, for the foreseeable future, because like it or not, you have to play the algorithm game. And uh, and if you don't play the algorithm game, you're now playing the game called I'm not playing the algorithm game, which um, was the game I was playing for quite a long time. And then I started playing it and I'm like, oh, so I can just like 
buy JDM cars now? <laughs> and like it's not a huge mm. deal anymore? Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. So I can just buy that Sarah I wanted? Huh. Okay. So don't hate the player. Hate the way everybody else is playing. So, yeah. Um, ever thought about coming to Vermont? Yeah, I kind of want to come to Vermont next month. I, I I just, every year I say I'm going to go visit Vermont, and every year I don't. We were have Nick and I were having this conversation at lunch about, you want to go anywhere next month, but you got a million things. Yeah, I got to go. Oh, yeah, dentist appointment and stuff. Yeah, and well, yeah. So I wouldn't mind just taking a trip up to Vermont. Don't know what. Don't know who lives there. I guess people live in Vermont. I go there, and I don't know if Jess McAndrew wants to go up, but she's only, like, works on the weekends. And that's, that's a hell of a drive up to Vermont. I would stay, like, half a week or something like that. Mm. So I guess I could fly, but there isn't really, like, small airports up there but then i'd still need a camera car when i get up there i'd have to find i have to, i have to do a lot of research to find a place to film and then find a place to stay and it would probably be almost the same amount of driving as it took to get to toronto because yeah i think vermont and new hampshire are at a higher latitude than well the globes behind us but probably at the same latitude as toronto mm. um so, yeah, I have thought about, yes, Tucker, I've thought about coming to Vermont quite a bit. Speedy Speedboy, can you please review a Mazda MX-6? The most I know about Days of Our Lives theme song. Yeah, we'll do a Mazda 6 sometime. <laughs> that could be another car review where the car is so damn boring. It just cuts to something else. I'm going to do this for a while. And it like lasts for at least a minute. Okay, we're back. <laughs> so anyway, Mazda, Mazda MX-6. I'm sure you're really proud of it. If it makes you happy, your cum isn't bad. <laughs> Some people like to get tied up. Some people like to get choked. You drive a Mazda 6, pull my hair. No, mean it. <laughs> I had that happen once. <laughs> pull my hair. No, mean it. Damn. Like, I can't. I think it's hard to get past that, like, level of, yeah. you know, sometimes people, they want that, like, aggressive Dom-type personality. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a switch in your mind that's like, but I don't want to disrespect and make yeah. things awkward. And then, but you have to, like, turn it off. In the main know? chat, someone asking if I have a C2 lined up. No, that's very difficult to find. It is. Well, um, the one that we want with the split. Of course, like 1963 yeah. split window. Yeah. But I have to be honest. I'll I'll settle for a convertible 427 big block C2, something like that. Um, Boris TS. Here's Boris again. Just dropping in. Love you guys. See you around. Okay, thanks, Boris. Hey. Have a good night. You too. A walrus. A walrus asks, can you explain to me why direct injection engines are not inherently flawed, self-destructing, ticking time bombs? I think you've answered your you you. Why did you buy one? And now your people are telling you it's going to mess up the intake valves because there's no fuel spraying on them, and there's going to be carbon buildup. 
do you really think it's worth it versus port injection? Look, my aunt has one of, she bought one of the first Sky Active Mazda 6s and it's still running. She's got 100,000 miles on it. It's fine. Are you letting, I, if it blows up, you're going to be just probably not going to do anything. You got to remember, diesels have been direct injected from jump. So what are you talking about? It's fine. Drive them. I think even the new LS engines, are, they're called the LTs now, are direct injected. You're fine. Mm. We haven't seen anything yet. So you're fine. Just laugh and honk your nose. Did I explain why? No, I can't explain why. Yes. It's like, I don't know. You get more workout with pre-workout. Yes. The DHEA doesn't make you tired. Yes. Do you need all that stuff? No. I had this conversation with Nush at Moyers Car Care about this. Like We were talking about oil. Like, do I really need full synthetic uh, in the Sarah? And he's like... Look, it, it revs like five to 600 RPM more than the Tercel engine. The FHE versus F, the, the 5E FE versus the 5E FHE. He's like, that really not going to make a difference. Put the regular stuff in it. You'll be fine. Are you going to change your oil on time? Yeah, just put conventional oil in it. Unless it's like some crazy race engine or like Tony's Honda Beat that revs to like 9.5 or something like that or an S2000. Yes, I can see something like that needing full synthetic. But uh, an engine from 95, they weren't really using it back then. Heck, they didn't really have ethanol gas back then. So you're fine with regular fuel. Yeah. I mean, oil. So it's like that. Just And uh, I need to get another drink. My no throat is getting hot. Mm. Um, um, okay, this is a question, and the answer is yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> laugh and honk your nose. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, great. So, Mr. Regular, I have a two-tone 1985 Cressida. It's loud and lowered and pe on period-correct wheels with a digital dash, tufted velour seats, a chandelier, and a W58 trans swap. I'm in the Pocono region. Should I submit an email? Um, you should um, submit on the official website, regularcarreviewsingular.com, and uh, there will be a form to fill out to submit your car for review and so yeah that will be uh that's kind of like um much easier uh than the old way of the emails because the inbox was getting a bit too clogged and it we were missing things <laughs> in the submission box after a while but um yeah this is become a much more streamlined way to get to the submissions for cars that we really want to do. And so hopefully, uh, you know, rock and roll people will be, uh, down with that. And for now, um, we're just banging them out week after week, because like Brian said, we kind of have our backs to the wall in the sense that like we never miss a Monday, but also we're in a position where we're only like one or two cars ahead of schedule. So, you know, after Monday, we have one car left, but we're filming another car tomorrow. And so, again, we'll be perpetually in like sort of two cars ahead. So, yeah. Um, 
I saw something in the chat about possibly modifying uh, my Mustang. I have no plans at the moment. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are problems, but the sort of problems that come with the wear and tear of 16, 17 year old car. So, you know, dicks are gay. Hmm. Fellas, is it gay to have a dick? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jim 120. It says thoughts on folk, folk, folk. Uh, oh, Foucault. Foucault, right. Yeah. I've never read. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm Googling now to jog my memory because I get him and um, like Bart, Barth's, oh, whoever, yeah. uh, and I don't really know how, but um, I mean, I think I wrote a paper on Foucault and I never read him. I just did one of those papers oh, yeah. where you just say generalities and hope for a B. <laughs> yeah because they're surprised that it's well articulated generalities yeah um i mean he's the guy who was kind of like team structuralism okay. which i mean ultimately i have engaged in a lot of structuralist critique um but yeah it's it's hard to really like especially so many years out of school, I suppose, to separate all of the critical theorists because so many of them talk about the same thing in mm -hmm. the same way. Yeah. Like it's not so sure talking about like structuralism know, versus modernism. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's there are, you know, I guess there's like a, a sort of tier chart in terms of like how each philosopher and theorist talks about their school of literary theory, but also it all sort of blends together after a while. And it's really hard to get past that mindset where like, I have such a hard time, like keeping track of all of these people in my head of what they thought and what their form of critical thinking was that it all sort of blends together. And so that's kind of how I feel about Foucault in that, you know, okay, I guess if I were to get back into it, then I would be able to more intelligibly answer what meaningfully differentiates himself from his colleagues mm -hmm. but or his contemporaries. But for now, it's just literary theorist, structuralism. All right, cool. Rock and roll. Ryan Gallagher says, every time I see a Miata, I say track day, bro. Hmm, meme. Nice. Out loud, or at least in my head. Thank you for awesome comment. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for your donation. I suppose eventually with a new merch store, we'll make another track day, bro. Shirt. It's Matto says, uh, good morning with a very generous donation. Thank you. Morning from Melbourne. Here's more money because I like throwing it at you. Well, thank you, Matto. I'm going to make my coffee now. Bye. Cheers, mate. <laughs> have a good morning. Yeah, have a great morning. And good day. Um, that's, it, it's all over. Like, it's all over for me. For me, when this is all over is when I'm standing on a beach in Australia. That's yeah. when it's over, when I consider it's over. When I get off of a plane and I don't have to quarantine, I can go to Australia, no quarantine needed, and I walk off the plane take off my shoes and walk straight into the ocean. That's a very symbolic thing of what I want to do. 
even if I have to quarantine for two weeks, it won't be too, too bad. Um, I wonder by that point in Australia, would it be, it's recommended that you quarantine? It'll probably never, for a while, it'll be always recommended that you quarantine. Like it is, like within domestic travel in the US. You should, we recommend, but we can't stop you. And, but right now, international travel, especially Australia and New Zealand, they're not messing around. So, um, it's going to be a long, long time. Yeah. Acoustic theory, walking straight into the ocean. Yep. Um, so KT, KTP Quigley with euros. Would you ever visit Ireland? Yeah. Yep. Don't know too many people. I mean, I'm sure we have fans in Ireland. Well, you're probably there or someone else. Just have to find a place to film. I mean, we'd want to get out of Dublin. So, I mean, cities and that's the thing we learned in the UK. Uh, we need big parking lots. And you, if you need big parking lots, if we couldn't find big parking lots, in uh in the uk whew, it would be tougher in ireland we'd have to just find a different way to film yeah uh the upside is probably everybody would be really chill up there about you doing stuff so whatever you know someone maybe that owns some land that we could just film on their land even if we're just like on a field or something like that or if it's like a industrial estate or something like that then maybe that could work Hmm. We got magical girl. We could probably go for this. How how long? Have we yeah, been doing this? Uh, hour nine. Okay. So normally yeah. we go for two, but you know what? Got the sign. Yeah. Magical girl Basil Faulty. Thank you for the donation. Uh, just got a project car in 1984. Dodge. Ooh, Dodge Rampage. With a Honda D series engine swap, good deal. I love the D series. The electrics are all wonky and it doesn't really want to run. Hmm, interesting. Worth keeping or should I cut my losses? If you're already asking, should I cut my losses? The answer is always yes. It's like, should I keep it or should I get rid of it? If you're asking that question, get rid of it. If you're having thoughts about getting rid of a car, just get rid of it now. Yeah, because if you wait, it's going to become this thing that takes up space and then you're going to sell it. And, you, and the, the the longer you sit on a car, the more you think it's worth <laughs> <laughs> until it comes a point where then just get rid of it. And then you're angry about it. Sell a car when you still like it. That way, your memories of the car will be positive. Yeah, it's like you're smelling this milk. You don't know for sure if it's bad, but are you really going to take that risk? You know, the sell by date has already faded on the carton uh -huh. and you can't tell one way or the other it might still be good you know but eh. when you're at war on the porcelain throne at three in the morning is that really you know the crucible of your moment as an adult yeah you know it's eh. acoustic theory again hello 
bag of mail and army. I have a bag of mail and army. I'm not cursing. I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> not saying anything bad. Mail anatomy. Mail anatomy. Mail anatomy. The sign says no shirt, no shoes. And say anything about pa pants. Not breaking the rules. Not breaking <laughs> the rules. I mean, you know, I went into a, a sex shop once and they were selling bags of male anatomy <laughs> candy you know <laughs> was it literally called bag of dicks yeah hell uh, yeah uh, you know you can get some for the road for uh sucking on it's just you know <laughs> it's hard candy mm -hmm. but yeah it'd uh, be surprised how stocked the candy section is in a sex shop i'm talking like dildo sized lollipops all right I mean, that's a lot of sugar, though. That is a lot of sugar. It's just like, what am, I, what am you, I supposed to do with this? Do you remember when people had jawbreaker, like, lockets? Like a jawbreaker. I remember seeing this, like, in marching band once. Someone had a jawbreaker, but it came with a case. Huh. Like, you could blah, 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 for, lick it for a while and then put it back in this case, which had to be really extra dirty. Yeah, but the equivalent is I don't know what you're gonna do with it. If you have a like a little uh, thing of cellophane and you just like, <clears throat> and then just put it back in your bag, then yeah, no, it but it's a little plastic like, like Easter egg thing, huh? But sh but round and not egg shaped. That's hmm. That seems deeply pointless mm -hmm. to an almost heroic degree. No buys. Matt says, I do a boomer stream of consciousness all the time now. Yeah, that's fun. You can just, you can just lean into it because it doesn't have to, uh, uh, you can just Ulysses your way through it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're a genius. Man, I hate that book. Man, I like that book. You like that book? Yeah. Uh, well, I like it because there's nothing to get. Ah, I like it or I dislike it because I feel like I'm being hammered over the head about like, well, don't you see the parallels to the Odyssey? Like, yes. Okay. It's a parallel to the Odyssey. I don't care. Yeah. It's just a very like boring. To me, it's just, I mean, because this is what that, that professor said. Um Oh, a uh, uh, different one. Oh, uh, he who shall not be named now. Oh, the oh yeah, yeah. the gone one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he said, yeah, it's 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 a couple hundred pages of dick and fart jokes. <laughs> Very eloquent dick and fart jokes. It I'm is like, well oh, written. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I can't front on it for that. I just don't really like care about what happens. Like he's all right now. He's off at a pub having ginger beer and eating vinegar and peas for dinner. It's like I don't know, mm -hmm. but. There's so much like inside jokes in it that you almost that you need a companion because yeah. now we're getting to the point with Ulysses that okay one it, for Americans because this is like uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales, England, Scotland. There's all these references to stuff 
and we didn't grow up with it. So we don't know like what they're talking about. So that's where like a reference is kind of needed. Hmm. And it's like, oh, but these are real places and real things. And I'm like, yes, so what? It's like, um, it's, it's like Kevin Smith referencing e even stuff from like deep Jersey that he's just doing for his own benefit. Yeah. I mean, or us making like Pennsylvania references, you know? Touche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like knowing that no one's going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is kind of a nice freedom in being able to make a joke that you know no one's probably going to get, yeah. except for a very small group of people. But for yeah. that very small group of people, it's going to be like, oh, oh. I think we've mentioned before, like even. I get weird when my mom says, oh, I watched your video. I'm like, great. <laughs> but she said, oh, I, I like how you reference stuff around here. Or I, no, she didn't use the word reference. She used talk about. Yeah. She said, you talked about the Frackville grade. That's funny. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the uh, that HBO show Mayor of Easttown where it takes place in Delaware County. Yeah. And um, you know, the Pennsylvania references are out of control. Like there was an episode, I want to say like either last week or two weeks ago where they referenced Kutztown University. Yeah. Like it's just so we're like they're, they're our suspect, like, oh yeah, he went to Kutztown University for a bit and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're talking that's, about a missing girl from Upper Darby and all this other stuff. But that's not the, the, the writers missed the thing. They said, they said they went, he went to Kutztown University. They, they would not say that. They would say he went he to, went to Kutztown. He went to Kutztown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you Did know, you go to Shippensburg new university. No, he went to Shippensburg. Yeah. He went to Bloomsburg. Yeah. He went to Westchester. He, what are the other state schools? He went to, uh, what's the one like, uh, straight, straight up North. It's not Tioga County. I think it's one over. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They'll come to me. Yeah. All the schools and the Pashy system. <laughs> Pennsylvania state system of higher education. Yep. Anyway. All that. Yeah. Jersey shore, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right. More or less. No wrong. Or did he go to Penn state? Did he go to Penn state university? No, he went to Penn state. Yeah. Um, or he went to state college. Did he go to Lehigh university? No, he went to Lehigh. Yeah. Did he go to Millersville university? No, no, no he went to Millersville. Millersville. Or even if Shippensburg, they wouldn't say that they, that he went to ship. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Do I want to go back and do Appalachian Trail work after this? I kind of feel. See, it's like in the absence of having kids or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or even a dog or a cat, I've been feeding these bunnies outside. Mm. I've been feeding them oats on the recommendation of Greg's wife. Yeah. So, and that too, bunnies will eat oatmeal. Huh. Well, they seem to love it. Dry oats or dry, dry oats? Oh, all right. Dry oats. They just yum, 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 yum. Very nice. I like that. Um, so I've been just dumping oatmeal out there and by their burrow and they eat it and they're adorable. <laughs> and uh, I want to them to associate me with food. Uh, coffee wearing off. Yeah, I know. Normally at this point, I'm like drinking beer, but I don't really drink anymore. So, mm. 
for a Pennsylvania guy, which means I'll have like a beer every two days. But that means I don't really drink anymore. But even then, it's sometimes it's like just to have something different in my mouth. Um, although I do like that fruitful fort that Ben has been giving me from work. Ooh. That's delightful because I don't I don't feel bad about not drinking the whole bottle and just leaving it because it's hardly carbonated at all. Yeah, it's this beer, but it's eighteen percent. Ooh. So it's really a wine. So I just pour a little bit and just have a little sippy sip and taste yeah. like it tastes like uh, it has. Well, it's very busy, <laughs> which is kind of nice. It's anyway, like a lot happening on the palate. Yeah. Uh, is that the last question? I think so. Yeah. People have been obeying the sign. Obeying the sign. Since we're filming tomorrow, what do you do? You have any plans this weekend? Well, yeah, I'm out of town. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, niece's birthday and Memorial Day weekend. So, yeah. Mm, what am I gonna do this weekend? Did I say yes to anything? I feel like I did. Mm. Tony has a schedule now, so he's flying again and not around. Yeah. I mean, I got to finish writing that thing for the next car. Yeah. And I got to send you what I got after yeah. I finish sprucing it up. But yeah, there will be a new RCR on Monday. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that to look forward to um, on your end. On our end, there are other things, um, hopefully at some point. Uh, you know, cause summer's starting to get up into, you know, high gear pools are going to be opening. Um, you know, uh, local events will be happening. Like I think they're actually doing like fairs and everything mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, even though like, I don't know to what extent you're a fair person. Um, <laughs> I like the food. I like the people watch. I don't really ride the rides anymore. Yeah. I mean, I never rode the rides. That's mm. just not my game and i never played the games because those aren't my games either <laughs> i remember briefly the fair game with me of course this is just college stuff you're old enough to drink now which means like the local block parties in the fair got really different mm. because that man this is going to be like an old person thing eventually the friedensburg block party I used to get so excited for the Friedensburg block party and my friend Tom would come home and his girlfriend at the time, well now wife, she'd come home too. It's like, we're always home at the Friedensburg block party. And sometimes we would walk to it. Mm. We'd walk to the Friedensburg block party from his house because we knew we were going to get loaded at it <laughs> because they had like the yingling truck would come up and in order to get around, you know, the alcohol laws, you just had to buy beer tickets. So you bought your beer tickets outside the fire hall and you went inside the fire hall and they just had like the they had it was where the fire truck would have been in the garage and they just had the beer trailer right there mm. just there and it had like four or five taps and they made up a tiny little bar which was like like a like a bunch of two by sixes yeah and beer was a dollar mm. a dollar for a yingling you get or was it a buck 50? Maybe even if it was two, fantastic. And uh, you just got 
maybe it was a buck 75. I think because it was like, if I have so many means, that means that this is this is like beer tickets and I can do this. We would walk all the way there and it must have been. Was it like six miles? It was a while to walk there. It must have been two hours to walk there. So we'd time it. Yeah, I remember we had walking beers. <laughs> we got walking beers. We had like a bunch of Miller Lights. <laughs> we just put in our cargo shorts. That back then, that's when cargo shorts weren't unfashionable. So we'd have a bunch of coming back, a bunch of uh, like walking beers that we just crush and then put back in the pockets and throw them out when we get there. Yeah, I must have drank like 10 beers in a whole afternoon, <laughs> which I can't do anymore. And I think we got a ride back home from like some, like somebody would give you a ride home. Yeah. Or maybe like, yeah, or his dad ended up showing there, showing up there. So maybe he gave us a ride home. So that was like fairs for me. <sighs> Classic. Yeah. But now fairs are like me being critical of kids parents and hoping i can bring some earplugs so i don't have to listen to people having nothing fights there and kind of wish i was at home so no i don't think i'd go to a fair i mean they play an awful lot of lincoln park at these fairs now huh on the over the, the, the on the pa system at really like not area. a live band just like oh there's live bands it's just like in between uh, oh no the live bands are playing like top 40 radio from 1980 yeah. 70s um but yeah i i don't know like it's strange because it's like the crowd seems to be getting older in the sense that the older crowd are the ones who value that experience mm -hmm. rather than the young folk if it's the young folk well i mean they still do go in their roving bands of teenage you know just whateverness mm -hmm. and you know it's but it's not the same experience i think no. to them because there's so many other things to do yeah um and it's a very overstimulated society so this you're, you're not getting that same sense of wonder that you got before and now old man talk but i mean like cell phones and freaking like immersive gaming and endless things to stream where yeah. like you know I, I don't know it's just but i do feel that flash of delightful nostalgia whenever i'm like around one of those fairs with my nephew and you know it's but it's not something that i would seek out myself right yeah I imagine like if you're of a certain age, you might go there because it's something to do. I still, I still love, well, you can't compare a fair to Knobles or, or no, Dorney no. Park or something. That's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I should go to Knobles this summer. Mm. That'd be a day. Well, there's some sort of like thing that, uh, who texted me or emailed me? Is it an email or a text? Probably an email. Uh, uh, oh, it's Jim Shulman. Said road trip, go to Knobles Saturday, June. Oh, that's deep June 26th. Mm. There's some car show there. It's more like a car meet, go there. And then 
it's like, yeah, I'll go to a car show. I'll do one lap of the cars, but then I just want to go in and ride the rides. Yeah. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you, wouldn't you know? Go to, it's, yeah. It's that's the whole reason to go there more than anything else. I mean, it's not to say like, but I almost need to go with someone who hasn't gone. I mean, I'll still, when he said the 26th, I should go put that on the calendar. Yeah. All right. Well, then we're going to wrap this up because I imagine you all have things to do too. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks for sticking with our super glitchy podcast from my super glitchy laptop. And um, I hope you all have a great rest of your week and a great Memorial Day weekend or just a great weekend in general, no matter where you are. Um, this has been the RCR podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. I will have this up uh, wherever you download podcasts within the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, but yeah, have a good one, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Night. In stream and end.